0: Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to another episode of Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and he's the director of Hopeful Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we're continuing our series entitled Know Your Enemy. We've covered a lot of ground on this topic, and today we're talking about false teaching in specific, specifically we're talking about scientism. Last week we talked about transgenderism, the week before we talked about CRT. Those are both excellent episodes, especially if you've got people in your life who are are dealing with those situations in a school setting or some sort of uh, academia. But today we're delving into scientism. And, Dad, what exactly is scientism, the worship yeah, of science? Well, it's
1: exactly what it is. It's where we have replaced God with science. Okay. And science is our new God.
0: Yeah, so that's a weighty subject. And you see that everywhere. Trust the science. Put on the mask. Even though it defies science to put on the mask. But we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. But before we delve into this very weighty topic and, um, and all that it entails, I'd like to open us in a word of prayer And then I'll hand over the reins to you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and man, there's just so much going on. There's so many false teachings and there's so much deception out there. I pray God that you would just cover us, cover us with your Holy Spirit as we seek to bring light and truth to these um, false teachings and expose them, call them out. The, The darkness hates the light. And so when we shine light on it, um, we're bringing truth to it, we're exposing it, and we're giving people confidence and the tools they need to fight back and to know what they're up against. So I pray, God, that you would just fill my dad with the words to know what to say and wisdom, help me to ask the right questions that will resonate with our listeners. And I pray that you would just cover us with your protection um, whenever we stand against the enemy. He, he doesn't like that and he will um, attack us. So we ask that your holy um, angels will surround us and protect us as we do this podcast. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right, dad, explain to us what scientism is and how we can um, first identify it and then sure. deal with it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure you've heard the saying, a nature abhors a vacuum. Well, it's true. Nature does abhor a vacuum. So if you take almighty God out of the equation, you create a vacuum. Well, so what do you fill the vacuum with? Well, for many, many modern people who don't have God as the center of their lives, they have filled that vacuum with science. And so you hear statements like, trust the science. Uh, You hear uh, President Biden saying, trust the science. You hear Dr. Fauci say, trust the science. Uh, We hear Michael Osterholm say, trust the science and it's usually in connection with the COVID-19 vaccination. Should we trust the science? Is science trustable? That's one of the questions we should ask. Mm -hmm. And does science really have all the answers to the pandemic, to cancer, diabetes, stroke, psoriasis, HIV, et cetera?
0: Mm -mm.
1: Well, ever since the Federal Communications Commission lifted the ban on advertising, by drug companies which by the way it was illegal for drug companies to advertise and it was illegal for lawyers to advertise on television.
0: I like those uh, but They
1: lifted that <laughs> <laughs> but they they lifted that ban and now our airwaves are replete with advertisements for drugs that can cure or at least arrest a disease and extend our lives and so you see in these ads that are you know, very well scripted, uh, happy people who are frolicking around with their dogs and frolicking around with their family and their friends. They're seen fishing, they're traveling, they're picnicking, they're hugging, they're kissing. They're just enjoying life. Mm -hmm. And it looks so blissful until you hear the announcer begin to recite all the frightening possible side effects of the drug that they're taking
0: which they Everything, ramble off so quickly that you can't really hear it quickly.
1: And almost, you know, they sneak it in there, possible death. Right. Well, you know, there, there's all kinds of things that.
0: It will cure happen depression, but you will have incurable diarrhea. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. To trade off. And not a good one either. <laughs> uh
1: so maybe the question you're asking is, Irv, should we trust the science? Yes, should my contention is, My contention is no. Uh, science, like any other discipline, needs to be treated uh, very carefully, and we need to research it, and we need to know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. Science is a generic term used to describe all those scientists, doctors, researchers, chemists, biologists, et cetera, who develop drugs and vaccines that we take. Uh, sometimes they hit it right, right. when Jonas Salk uh, invented the polio vaccine. Boy, he saved thousands of lives right. uh, from coming down with polio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had polio for a little bit. And uh, and uh, taking the vaccine was a cure for him. Wow! So, you know, there are, are tremendous things that science can do. But uh, there also is much that they can do that is harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the the point is, because they have done some good, we have elevated scientists to the level of deity, right? And we have basically turned science into a religion, right? A false religion. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not opposed to science, and I'm not opposed to scientists. I believe they're, you know, they're they're needed, and but I believe God have- can
0: use science. But they have to prove their findings and they have to listen to opposing viewpoints, which they're not open to right now.
1: Yeah. A lot of them have already made up their mind. Don't convince me with the truth. Right. Uh, So, you know, they've, they've kind of taken the stance that I'm right and their pride won't let them back down Mm -hmm. or acknowledge other possible outcomes.
0: Their pride or ulterior motives.
1: It could be that too. Mm -hmm. But what I'm opposed to is, Uh, you know, basically, science that has taken the place of God and become scientism. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. But I think God can use science as his handmaiden to bless humanity. He can use scientists just like he can use plumbers and carpenters and businessmen and salesmen. Sure. He can use them for his glory what I'm opposed to is the worshiping of science right. and the religion right. called scientism. And right. make no mistake, scientism is a religion and scientists are the high priests mm-hmm. who worship science yep. and in turn substitute science for God. Yep. Uh, Romans one twenty five is a very telling verse. It says, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen Mm -hmm. and that's what they've done they've kicked god out of the equation because they can't have god competing with science right because in their mind science is you know is the only way it's the only thing trustable in their mind Uh, you don't have god god's a fairy tale for naive people.
0: Well, they don't want a creator because then they have someone they have to answer to.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And so
0: if they are the God, they are the high priest, then they only answer to themselves.
1: Yeah. Boy, that's a very good point, Laura. That if you get rid of God, you pull him out of the equation, then you're left with yourself and the worship of yourself mm-hmm. and the belief that you are only answerable to yourself. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, let me buttress my argument a little bit against scientism by stating America's national motto is not in science we trust. It's in God we trust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which comes straight out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I trust God and God alone for my eternal destiny and my lifespan. He knows how long I'm going to live. Yep. And so I'm trusting him for that. God has proven himself trustworthy Science has not. God has moral standards. Mm-hmm. Science does not. Mm-hmm. God is always righteous in His motives and his mm-hmm. actions. Science is not.? Right. If you doubt me, consider the COVID-19 vaccine developed by Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Johnson and Johnson, otherwise known as Janssen. Mm-hmm. All of them use fetal cell lines using the code names per.c6 or Mm W-E-K-293, either in the research, development, or even the production of the vaccine itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. I found this on the website of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Listen to what they say. COVID-19 vaccines do not contain fetal cells. However, some COVID-19 vaccines use a historic fetal cell line in production and manufacturing. Wait a minute. Johnson and Johnson or Janssen COVID-19 vaccine used a fetal cell line to produce and manufacture their vaccine. Mm -hmm. Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccine did not use fetal cell line to produce and manufacture their vaccine. However, a fetal cell line was used in a very early phase to confirm efficacy Prior to production and manufacturing.
0: Okay, whatever Any they're trying to They're trying to minimize it.
1: Yes. Any way you slice it, all of those companies used fetal cells from aborted babies. Mm-hmm. And that right. tells me scientists have no moral issue. They don't with using the cells of aborted, murdered babies, mm-hmm. as long as it produces. The desire to result, which is a vaccine, which can be replicated and sold for billions of dollars.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: That's what they're really after. Yep, It's the end justifies the means. Yep. In other words, the production of the vaccine, the making of billions of dollars, that justifies mm-hmm. whatever means mm-hmm. we have to have mm-hmm. or take mm-hmm. in order to get there. That's immoral. Yep. Are there cells other than aborted fetal cells that could have been used?
0: Uh-huh.
1: All of them acknowledged yes, there are. Yep. There are other cells they could use from, from animals, uh, from, from various other, other uh, organisms. Porcine,
0: porcine, that's what they've used in the past. It was only until recently, within the past decade, I believe, that they started using aborted fetal cells. And a lot of people didn't know. I mean, I had a friend that told me that they used aborted fetal cells in the flu shot. They do every year. I didn't know when I found out this was probably two years ago, I was horrified. And so this friend of mine is a good Christian, strong Christian. And I said, what do I do? I didn't know I was participating. You're basically participating in, in child sacrifice. I mean, that's what it is. You're mm-hmm. ab- aborting a baby and then you're profiting off its dead body or, or pieces of its dead body. And so I was horrified and I said, well, what do I do? And he said, you repent, you repent of taking those flu shots that had the aborted fetal cells. Most vaccines and shots these days do. And then you don't do it from here on out because I think God has mercy on when you don't know, but he's going to hold you responsible if you knowingly take it. Wow. But there's a lot of people (laughs) that take flu shots and they don't realize almost every single vaccine quote- unquote vaccine you take these days has aborted fetal cells in it, which if that's not a problem for you as a Christian, I think you need to get your walk with God right. I'm sorry, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna mess around with this. I don't understand Christians I have no problem taking shots knowing full well they have aborted fetal cells in it. That is wrong.
1: Yes, yes, I would I would uh, hearty amen to that. Uh, they're maximizing profits. They're minimizing development time. And so they use fetal cell lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of where they're at. Yep. Well, it's me, all about the just,
0: almighty dollar, right?
1: It is. And and believe me, um, that makes the decisions. It's it's dollar-driven decisions, monetary decisions, or they would say economic decisions. Uh, it's not about the consumer. It's not about science, really. It's all about what do we need to do to get the end result mm-hmm. right so that we can make money yep and they, they are worth you know these corporations are worth billions and billions of dollars
0: right and and i know you want to get to your conclusion but they're completely completely 100% unnecessary because hydroxychloroquine works ivermectin works budesonide works 100% there's a doctor out there that treated 90 plus patients who were COVID positive treated them with um, some combination of hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C and zinc and or ivermectin and every single one of them recovered. None of them required hospitalization. Hmm. So the vaccine is not even necessary.
1: Yeah, well, and plus you don't know what that vaccine is doing to you. Right. I mean, you don't know what it's doing to your DNA. And
0: people who get the vaccine are still getting sick.
1: Yeah. 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 I read that too.
0: And they're sharing their germs with other people. So they're, so in order, there's like three big criteria for something to be considered an actual vaccine. Number one, it keeps you from getting the virus. We know that's not true. Number two, it keeps you from sharing the virus. We know that's not true. And number three, there can't be any other safe and effective methods for treating the illness. That also is not true. So what is it? What are they actually injecting into you with aborted fetal cells?
1: You just struck out. Three strikes and you're out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: out of there.
1: (laughs) You're out of there. Well, let me just wrap this up. And that is, should we trust the science? In my opinion, and in Laura's opinion, no. Science is amoral. In many cases, it's unethical in its approach, especially to the sanctity of human life. For science, the end justifies the means. Whatever means it has to take, to achieve the desired outcome is acceptable, even if it involves the cannibalization Mm. of baby tissues. Babies created in the image of almighty Mm -hmm. God to trust the science over trusting God is nothing less than idolatry.
0: Yeah, dad. I mean, that's, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. And, you know, a lot of us, some have taken the vaccine and, you know, you've, you've you've got to, you've got to answer to God for that. That's between you and God. But like we said, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that didn't realize the boarded field cells are in there, but now, you know, so now you have to deal with that information. But for those of us who haven't taken the vaccine, and now we see them pushing these mandates like crazy. And I'm sure there's other people out there like me that are in a situation now where my employer is mandating it. And I, there's no way. I'm taking it, knowing what I know, it completely goes against my religious beliefs. So I'm going to file a religious exemption. But to be have it forced upon us, it's medical tyranny. It's taking away our freedoms, our God-given freedoms, and our constitutional freedoms. And it's experimental. Like people are aren't, aren't even realizing the fact that it's experimental at this point. It hasn't even been FDA approved, and it's just a matter of time before they. P- they push that through, but a lot of us are in a situation where it literally could mean losing our jobs. And then Mm -hmm. what, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have a career and you're trained to do a certain type of work. And do you end up having to wait tables because it's, you're not going to violate your, your beliefs. And I think, I think if you do that, if you choose, I'm going to lose my job, I'm not letting, I'm not going to be their Guinea pig. I'm not going to be their lab rat then God will bless you. I truly believe that. He will provide something for you. And I've got to live that because that's the exact situation that I'm in. And it's yeah. it's scary.
1: Yeah. Well, if you remember when Peter was drawn and uh, brought before the high court, uh, the Sanhedrin for preaching the gospel and uh, for sharing the good news of Jesus and mm-hmm. his resurrection. And they commanded him to stop preaching in the name of Jesus, Peter said, "Look, uh, we cannot stop s- telling what we have seen and heard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do what you need to do to us, but we can't stop doing what is right." And that's that's the whole thing. If the command is against what God has already laid out as as His standard, as His value. You know, we honor God over man, and that's the principle. Uh, we, we, obey, we obey those in authority over us as long as they don't conflict with God's word,
0: mm-hmm. as
1: long as they don't conflict with the standards, values, commandments of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where they do, where they're asking us to do things that violate our conscience, that take away our freedoms and our rights, then at that point, we have to stand up and be counted. We have to. And that's a scary thing. I I recognize that. That's a scary thing to have to stand up for your your values and run the risk of potentially losing your job. You know, that's that's a scary proposition.
0: Mm -hmm. But the way I see it is this. If we don't stand up right now, they will continue to tread on us. You have to fight back right now, even if it means losing your job because I'm in healthcare. So that's like, that's one of the first industries that's gonna go, but it's gonna, it's gonna sweep. If we don't stand in the gap right now and head this off at the pass and say, no, this is a violation of the Nuremberg code. It's a violation of my HIPAA rights. I have a religious exemption. I have a medical exemption and you cannot push that on me because this is America and we have freedoms here. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't push back and we don't say no, they will continue to tread on us. This is just the beginning. So we have to stand in the gap. And I will share one little thing of encouragement that I saw online today. It was someone in a, a whistleblower in a senior position at a Fortune 500 company. She said, I'm telling you people right now, those of you that are fighting back. And if you look, not the mainstream media is not reporting it, but if you look at different alternate news sources, there are huge protests against the vaccine mandate around the world in France, in Cuba, in, in all these different countries. In fact, they're putting us to shame in the way that they're standing up. Millions of people marching in the streets against these mandates. And that's what we need to see more of here in America. But people are fighting back. But they said, you're in a game of chicken right now. And um, the leadership at her company, this is a whistleblower. She's in a senior management position. She says, I can tell you that leadership is highly, highly stressed about the number of people who are refusing to mandate, refusing these mandated vaccines. They are currently betting that employees will blink before management does. So it's a game of chicken. But if the unvaccinated employees stand firm in their convictions, the company will be in a very bad spot. If the company follows through on its threats and fires all unvaccinated employees, the company will be decimated and will not be able to function. So don't give up, don't give in. There are more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. And they're trying yeah. to convince you that you're alone and you're the only one. And why are you so different? And why are you a troublemaker? No, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us who say, this is not okay. And the unvaccinated are not making the vax sick. Because if you just saw that carnival cruise line, every single passenger on that cruise line was vaccinated and every single one of them now has COVID-19. So where did it come from?
1: Yeah, Wow. Well, well, all of that to, to kind of circle back to scientism because that that is kind of what it all comes back to. It's godlessness.
0: Right, and it defies logic, but they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we, our center is the creator, not the created, not not glorifying the process, but glorifying and giving honor to the one who created everything in him and through him. He's the one we worship. He's the one that gets all the glory. He's the one we turn to when we're scared about what we're seeing with these vaccines and these mandates. And honestly, if ever there was a time to give your life to him, it's right now. Because we don't know he could come back tonight he could come back today. He could come back tomorrow. I mean, you see all the headlines and you see everything that's happening around the world and wars and rumors of wars and, and pestilence and earthquakes. It's all starting to fit into end times prophecy. So we would implore you, listener, to do not hesitate. Do not wait till tomorrow. Right now, in this moment, give your life to Jesus. And it's as easy as A, B, C. A is admit you're a sinner. B is believe that Jesus is Lord and C is confess and call upon his name and he will come into your heart and be your savior. He promises that all he wants is a willing heart. That's all it takes. It's not some magic formula. He just wants to know that your heart is submissive to him, open to him, and recognizing that you're a sinner and he's the only one that can save you. And dad, will you lead us through that prayer of salvation?
1: Yeah, I would. Um, Dear heavenly father, we come to you in Jesus name. And dear listener, if this is your prayer, then follow along with me and pray this prayer after me. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, I not I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I've sinned and thought, word, and deed. I deserve hell. Uh, I don't deserve heaven. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm a sinner, I've got a great Savior in Jesus Christ, and I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus came to earth took upon himself human form, went to the cross and died in my place, was buried and rose again the third day for my edification and for my salvation. Mm -hmm. And I confess him Mm -hmm. and I call upon him, Jesus, come into my heart, make me born again, cause me to have eternal life and I will live every day for you. In your name I ask it. Amen.
0: Amen. If you pray that prayer, the angels are having a party on your behalf and we'd like to party too. <laughs> we need a reason to celebrate. <laughs> no,
1: we know, can, we you, know.
0: <laughs> can you please give us a reason to celebrate? <laughs> uh, you can send, you can send us your email, letting us know if you made that decision. And we'd love to send you some resources. You can email us at gmail.com. And uh, we're just so grateful that you chose to spend some time with us in this episode of Hope for the Hurting We upload new episodes every Sunday morning at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Central Time, depending on where you're located. Um, You can find our podcast also on several other platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. We have uh, a catalog of the current and past episodes at HopeWellCouncil.com. You can also send questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes to HopeWellCouncil at gmail.com. And speaking of future episodes, Dad, what do we have on track for next week?
1: Well, I think we're going to talk about false prophets. We're still under know your enemy. Know your enemy. But these are the spokesmen who are declaring false teaching, false doctrine, and leading are... people astray, leading yes, the sheep yes.
0: astray. There are so many out there. It's like, well,
1: we're, going to, we're going to, we're not only talking generalities, we're going to name some names. We're naming names. We're stepping out. But we're going to name some names because it doesn't do any good to talk in generalities and the apostle paul name names yep
0: you have to do it because people need to know what they're up against people don't you you, when you're deceived you don't see it until someone points it out to you and even then sometimes you don't but check out that episode next week as we delve into false prophets and then i will close out with this quote from first corinthians 3 18 through 20. do not deceive yourselves if any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile.